Get ready for a powerful conversation about why letting go of the business you think you should have is the way to the business that is meant for you with my guest, Roy Bell, on this episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and last week I started a series on owning your strengths. And in my last episode, I explained why it is such a challenge for consultants and coaches to see, let alone own, our strengths. I explored the typical reasons that everyone struggles with this, such as we're all too close to ourselves to see ourselves clearly. And the fact is that our strengths are things that just come so natural to us. And I also revealed some additional reasons that I've observed through my brand mentoring work with my consultants and coaches, like the fact that for many of us, the strengths we wanna build our businesses on now aren't the same as what we used to build the first half of our career on. If you miss this episode, you'll definitely wanna go back to your podcast app and listen in. I'm super excited now to have Roy Bell on my show as he knows firsthand all about these challenges and he overcame them. So Roy and I started working on his business building brand several years ago, and at the time, it made financial and logical sense for him to really focus his business on his process and systems engineering expertise as the foundation of his consulting business. But he had a real hard time pulling the trigger on this particular business model. He was definitely not thrilled about marketing, and just his heart was not in it. He had some personal issues that were screaming for his attention, so he decided that he just needed to focus on that. So we sort of lost touch for a little while as he went back to corporate. And I didn't really notice him until recently. Uh, He was on LinkedIn and he was, I think he was either a guest on somebody else's podcast or he had put his own post out there. But whatever I saw, I just saw something completely different in Roy. Like he was the same person. But I don't want to sound too woo-woo here, but he was just operating on a completely different vibrational level. I just can't think of another word besides saying that. His language, his energy, his confidence, it was just so different. As I mentioned, he was not a fan of marketing, but man, he's out there and he's doing it. And he's just hes just killing it. I was so blown away. So I immediately reached out to Rory and I begged him. I literally begged him, please, please, please come on my show because I know what kind of transformation he's gone through. And I know that my clients are like him. You know, they have this career number one that seems like they want to build a business on, but career number two or whatever this business is, is different. So he came on the show and oh my gosh, what a powerful conversation. I cannot wait for you to hear what he has to say. He's going to tell you all about his story and how he went back to corporate and how he dealt with some personal issues. And through both of those experiences, he discovered so much. He discovered his thought leadership ideas. He discovered his dream business. He discovered what he was meant to do. It's not just a should to, ought to business, but it's a passion business. And you're gonna hear how it transformed everything for him, how it's transformed his whole mindset around marketing, his effectiveness around marketing, his passion for what he does. It's just transformative. But you're also going to hear how he really didn't let go of the core of what his best at strengths were or his superpowers. And that's all about his process and system engineering mind. 
He just applies it in a whole new way in his coaching business. So he doesn't have a consulting business. He has a coaching business. But his coaching leverages that same process and system engineering mind. It's fascinating. If you want to find new use for your established superpowers like Roy did, I'd love to work with you one-on-one. I'd love to take credit for this aha that Roy had but I can't. He did that on his own, but I love helping my clients with this. So if that is something that you need help with, head on over to my website at www.betsyjordan.com and it's Jordan with a Y to learn more about my one-on-one brand positioning and messaging mentoring program. Now onto the show. Welcome to the podcast, Roy. So it's been a while since we worked on your brand messaging and positioning. And the last we talked, you were a process improvement guy. So what happened? Yeah. So, you know, during that time, I was, I realized that it was really tough building my consulting practice um, because there were some aspects of my personal life that were just not in order. And so I found myself really like the duck on the water. Like I was kicking my leg, you know, I looked gracefully on top, but under underneath, I was just really kicking. And I was in a very reactive mode. I was always reacting to things that, that felt like they were really out of my control. And it drained me. It really took me out of this place of, of being able to be creative and solution driven and outcome focused because it was, it was consuming that same energy, responding to these other events within my life. And I just had to say, okay, Roy, you got to, I had to have that talk with myself and say, Roy, you just, you got to put this on pause. You got to really solve the root cause issue, you know, process guys, system guys, I'm all about solving, you know, the source of the, the issue and not like symptom management. And so I had to do that for myself. And so that took me back into the corporate world for two years. It was meant to happen. Um, I, I definitely believe it was meant to happen because it showed me how to use my skills in a much broader way. Um, I got to see up close and personal again from a different perspective with a different lens on why it's so important to really be able to bring our full selves to any endeavor that we're focused on and we're working towards um, to drive change. And I had to do all the inner work first. And this showing me this, this new side of how I can use my skills, use my knowledge, use my experience, all of my experience, not just my educational experience and my corporate experience, but my experience just as, you know, a human growing up in the South, uh, you know, a black male human growing up in the South, like, how do I bring that all together? Um, And so I'm a systems guy. So I, I always had the different components of the system and I knew how they connect. And, you know, there's three aspects of a system you have, you know, every system has a purpose, it has intercomponents, and it has the interconnections between the components, right? So we live in this world of systems of systems. And I always got that from a technical standpoint, from an organizational standpoint, but I had to use those same skills in my own personal life and look at my life holistically and all of the aspects of my life and people in my life that were they were significantly contributing to my experience. This is so fascinating. So for those who are listening, may not know your background. So you are a process expert. I think that you've gone through some of the Six Sigma stuff and, you know, you've been a process guy for most of your career. And we were working on building a business around that process expertise. Mm -hmm. And then you hit, it sounds like, so then you hit a wall and said, all right, my personal life's not the way I need to be. I need to go back to corporate. And somehow through your 
just kind of following along with that urging, you started to figure out like, well, how do I apply my process mind yeah. to my inner mind, like in my inner world? Yes. Yes. What, what gave you that aha that is like, okay, I need to use my practical skills for my personal emotional growth. How did you even come to that idea? That is fascinating. Yeah. So I've, I've two things, um, you know, at the source of, of who I am, I'm, you know, I started my career as a, a software engineer. So I've always had this ability to be able to go into any project space um, and really understand a new domain really quickly so I can develop, help develop um, technology for that space. Um, I work with some of the greatest companies. And so I gained these really great skills that I didn't use towards myself. And I, over 10 years ago, um, I just had this major life shift. I, you know, I was, I don't know, probably early thirties or, or maybe before my thirties, but I went through like this major shift in my life going through a divorce. And that just really like shook the foundation of who I thought I was. And so I kind of started my, I'll, I'll say my, my spiritual journey, my, my professional development journey, personal development journey during that point. But there were still like fragments. There were still gaps in that process. And so when I got to the consulting piece, um, uh, doing independent consulting, it really just came about because a, a job I had had ended. Um, the The opportunity was extended to me to, to move to, to Texas, which is Houston, which is something I couldn't do because my kids are here in Arizona. And during that time, I had some really great opportunities to kind of come my way. But once they dried up, I had to really, that's when I start working with you. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure out this marketing thing mm -hmm. because I'm not a marketing guy. Um, and I was just like, marketing is so hard. Like, how do you do it? Um, and, you know, you and I worked together and I learned so much. Actually, I learned so much to, until most of the things that I learned with you are still paying dividends today. So wow. best investment ever. Uh, highly recommend working with Betty. Thank uh, you. For, because it, it's, it's been so valuable for me. Um, and so I got to this point where I was on this journey of um, kind of like my spiritual journey, my, my inner personal journey. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was like a, you, if you know, kind of like the hero's journey, like the first step in the hero's journey, you get the glimpse. Like I kept getting the glimpse, but I never would like go down that path. I was like, I don't know what that's about. And I would just kind of avoid it. Right. I'm like, because my identity was so tied into my, the work I've done as an engineer, as someone who- Which goes, is totally normal, by the way. You do know yes, that yes. part of the hero's journey is the call to adventure and the refusal. So just in case yes. you're wondering, that's totally normal. Go on. Yes, yes. And yeah, and so my identity was so tied to that that work. I'm like, well, I'm an engineer at heart. Um, I transitioned out of engineer and I start running and, you know, the opportunities before- um, I was leading strategic initiatives in, in, in organizations. So I was used to not only using that engineering experience, but I had, I had elevated in a way where I was, I could, I had exposure to all areas of the business. I was working with implementing regulatory. I was working with techno, technological upgrades. I was um, sub-servicing contracts. So working with a lot of aspects of the business. And when I got to consulting, um, I had this, challenge of first honing down back into what's that core expertise, but also having this area of my life that wasn't in order for me to really be able to do that, that level of um, analysis that I needed to and creativity and creativity and analysis I needed to, to really hone in on, on my message at the time. Um, so it was a lot of stuff going on and I went back into the corporate world. And when I did that, um, a lot of things started to click um, for me. 
Um, as we talk about systems, whenever there's an issue with a system, you always want to go to like the source of the problem. And when I stood back and I looked at the organization as a system of systems, like every department is a component, every, you know, the relationships and how things flow, I realized how misaligned um, and misaligned the organization was despite the, the structure and the layout. But I just, it, it had this aha and that, that thought kind of expanded and, into looking at the broader world. And, and from there, I just said, like, if we want to drive true change, we have to change like the smallest basic unit with, within the system. And that's what led me to coaching and helping individuals really take back their power to move beyond, you know, trauma, anxiety, past experience, diversity, obstacles, what you name it, to really step into who they, they're really meant to be, really bring all their, their, the best of all of them into the world and to what they offer um, society. So that's what kind of led me to this. So it was, it was a, it's kind of a bunch of stuff, um, but they so, finally came together. So it seems like it's not that, you know, your, your ability to be an engineer and your ability to see systems changed, but you started to recognize like the, the system that you wanted to fix instead of the external system is more the internal system. So it's almost like instead of being an organizational engineer, you're sort of more like now a spiritual engineer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in a different way. Is that accurate? That's correct. That is exactly it. So you mentioned something about like growing up in, in growing up in trauma and overcoming trauma, the divorce, being a black man in the South. Like, how does that influence, you know, the way that you're looking at, you know, the systems that you want to fix or the micro systems you want to fix? Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, I see everything as, as being interconnected. And so Growing up in the South, I have, you know, my one of my parents, my father, who struggled with his own uh, mental illness. So that's really one of the things that that gives me focus on and, and drive towards this mental wellness. But I, I had this experience where front row seat watching my father struggle with his own mental illness. But I also had this experience about this, uh, about the socioeconomic challenges that we also face as well. Um, and it didn't dawn on me until much later in life. As I look back, I, I look at all these different pieces and I knew for myself, I was just always the type of kid who was like, man, I just, I want more for myself. And when I looked around, I didn't see those opportunities. Um, and so that really is something that drove me. But one of the ahas I've had along the way also is a lot of the decisions I made and the, the choices I made were really driven out of fear because I didn't want to be stuck in that environment that I saw was restrictive to to, you know, and, and missing the, the, the goals and the things that I truly wanted for myself. Um, so I've had a great experience. I've had some great successes. Um, but now it's about shifting my, my focus to help solve much broader problems using all of the good and the bad experiences um, that are just so much more powerful now that I have a full, much fuller perspective on them. So you left corporate and did you leave immediately and get a degree in transformational coaching or a certification in transformational coaching or how, where did that fit into your journey? Yeah. So I, I did it uh, in parallel um, while I was still in the corporate space. And I'll tell you, Betsy, like the, I always considered myself like a really good um, logical and analytical person, but the training I got from there, just, it, it took my skills to a completely new level. 
Um, you know, I come from the days, you know, starting my career where we we were big on Six Sigma and we had five whys. And just being able to ask much more powerful questions um, and frame our questions to be much more powerful has been a game changer, not only in my you know professional life in the business, but every aspect of, of my life as well. Being able to ask myself better questions so I can get to the solution much faster has been a, has been like really important and really, really cool to just kind of see happen for myself. <laughs> so what's an example of a better question? Um, <clears throat> so a better question is always sticking with, you know, Socratic questions. So you want to keep open-ended questions. And, you know, as I alluded to like the five whys, I no longer ask why questions. I can always take a question that I would have normally asked and why and turn it around and make it a what or a how question. And so that allows me to, when I'm, especially when I'm coaching, to take an approach that could from why to what and what was the other two? <clears throat> I can shift, a, you know, in the past, I would have asked a lot of why questions, right? And that was kind of part of my training from like Six Sigma because we taught like, here's the five why. You go through the five why process, right? I was like the root cause analysis, the five yes, whys. So for those who are listening, that's what he's talking about. Yes, yes. And, but when you're, when you're doing more organizational change or even um, helping others transform and change, why questions put people on the defense? Mm. Um, so we want to, we have to avoid those. And so within coaching, it's really about creating a space where people can show up and not feel judged or criticized or um, just accept them as they are and help them explore their own thoughts and beliefs that may no longer be serving them, right? Um, a lot of the beliefs and thoughts that we have were actually, we've adopted and they were handed down to us, but they no longer serve us. So it's really important to have a time and a space where you can just fully explore those and say, does this still work for me? Does this still serve me? Does this, is this getting me to the next, next place in my life that I want to be? Um, or is it holding us back, holding me back? So instead of asking why, what would be the question you would ask instead? So a way to change that why question is really, we would go into a what, what do you, what are you hoping to get on the other side? Hmm. So it's more aspirational, like instead of like remedial, it's aspirational. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. It could even be one that, you know, if it's around a decision or a maybe taking a step, it can be around anything, really. It's maybe a question could be like, what are you hoping to protect yourself from, right? Ooh. A lot of times we avoid and we have fear. And, and, and that's another thing, uh, you know, learning that some of us are, we don't, we are in denial that we fear things, right? It's such a bad thing in our society. Oh, I'm not fear, I'm brave, mm -hmm. I'm strong. Yeah. So you really have to be mindful of that as, as human, that if you ask, a, what is it that you're fearing? It may not be received and helps, like, again, it puts them on a defense. So you want to change those questions up to really help them ponder and think and reflect, do some self-reflection. So it's interesting. It's like the same kind of process that you took yourself through with like, gee, I really want to understand my internal world, similar, like what's going on in my system and what's affecting this and that you're doing the same kind of exploration with your clients or you're guiding them through their own internal processing around like, oh, I need to challenge some of these assumptions. I wonder if it's still serving me. What do I need to do differently? Like, what does that look like more in that standpoint, which is exactly what you did when you went on your own journey. So you're just, it seems like you're just kind of passing it forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and for me, this is where um, a lot of the, and I say spiritual and I, and I want to make it really clear for, for me, spirituality isn't about the religion. It's about 
It's about tapping into our inner knowing, a part of ourselves that we've actually lost connection with, right? So I believe as part of one of my spiritual beliefs is that at any point in time, we are we can be the student and teacher at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. There's always a place we can give and we can we can learn and we can help others learn. Um, so for me, even before I got to the point of coaching, you know, I knew that I was in that place of uh, learning and helping others learn. learn. But even now that I'm at, I am a coach, it's something that's validated every day. I learn so much from my from my clients, but I'm also able to help help them learn and help them grow in their own way. So I think that that's the fun part. Like, you know, really when you're in the zone, this is one of the unexpected surprises I've had about doing podcasts is it taps into that qualitative researcher side of me where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm learning. You know, this is why when we got on the call, like we wanted to catch up. I'm like, no, this is too fascinating. <laughs> I didn't even want to ask you any questions because I'm sure other people are going to be fascinated as well. Um, I am curious about what you, when um, I saw in your, in your descriptions of what you do now is you're a transformational coach. So there's a lot of different kinds of coaches. What is a transformational coach compared to other kinds of coaches? Yeah. So um, transformational coaching was the, the type of training I, I, I received. Um, I've since taken that and, and made the focus more be about mental wellness. Um, and, and here's why I believe all wellness starts in the mind. So if you're familiar with a wellness wheel, it goes over um, eight different aspects of our life. Um, so there's occupational wellness, there's social wellness, there's intellectual wellness, uh, spiritual wellness, financial wellness, and there's a, a few others. Um, but everything, every aspect of our life, um, improving every aspect of this wellness wheel requires us to actually have the awareness that there's an issue, there's a problem, but also we have the ability to resolve and move forward, all right? We can believe and we can dream and say, okay, and ask the question, what's possible on the other side? So wellness for me starts in the mind. So I, my approach is always starting with cognitive healing or cognitive wellness, um, when I start coaching. And then I also coach at two other levels um, as part of the process, which is emotional wellness. You know, a lot of us, we have repressed our emotions Mm -hmm. um, just from- Especially especially high achieving kind of people. This is how we got to where we get to is you're not supposed to have any emotions. Yes, absolutely. Um, So it's it's helping them at that that emotional wellness level. And then the last part is um, spiritual wellness. And this is, again, it's really tapping into that, that, that belong belongingness um, because we are part of something much bigger than we realize at times. So it's interesting. It's like, and you think about the wheel and your experience that you had when we were working on your original business, which was around the process improvement kind of stuff is you were struggling with your marketing and getting that idea out. And then you recognize like there was a, a wellness area that wasn't a hundred percent working, which was on the emotional, personal side. So you went and reclaimed that part. And it's interesting as it reshaped the rest of your, the rest of your wheel, it changed it, you know, where you're, you don't seem afraid of marketing now. You don't seem hesitant or overwhelmed by marketing now. It seems like you're very much at peace with your business model and what you're doing now in a way that you never were as a process improvement guy. So, you know, how do you see this full circle of saying, I saw this one thing and when I fix this one thing, it changed everything else yeah. in your wheel. Yeah, um, I like to say, um, and I, I share this with other, um, there was a time where, you know, I was really confident in my ability to, to, to do the process, to do the, the technical, the, the corporate transformation. 
but there was an, a creative aspect of my brain that actually did not work. Um, and so solving other areas of, of, of my wellness allowed me to like turn the lights on that part of my brain. So um, it's been really fun. I find marketing fun and it's really, um, it's not as complicated as I thought it was before. <laughs> I mean, you're a different person. It's like the energy, the light. So speaking of marketing, so tell me about your ideal client. Like if you had it all your way, who's like the person that your business exists to serve? And and what is it that you're trying to, What if you had it all your way, the transformation that you would love to enact in that particular person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is such a great question. Um, <laughs> and one that I did have asked you before no, <laughs> right? no, in a different I, way. No, I, I can... How do well? I'll 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 tell you a couple of things. Um, so part of my my messaging is is about moving beyond um, the trauma, anxiety, hardships, and I say moving beyond because of, of this reason. A lot of us have we've done some of the the inner work, um, and we if you think of kind of the um, an iceberg kind of in the water type uh, analogy, like we've done the the work and we've kind of we know the who, what, when, why, and, and the how of you know our past experience and what's kind of keeping us stuck. So we're, we're at this place where we're kind of like, we're okay. But this is a part to move beyond just being okay. Um, it's to go from like, you know, surviving to thriving, right? And it's about embodying the right lessons and the right beliefs to actually move us forward. So that's that's a kind of example of, for anyone who, who resonates with that kind of analogy, that's who I like to work with. Now, the other way I like to describe it, and I like to describe myself as well, because as I came into how much more valuable my my how much more value I could offer others and you know help with their trans- transformation I realized there was something much bigger this was it's not just coaching for me this is about true social justice and social transformation mm-hmm. like everything we're experiencing in the world is only a reflection of what's happening in us collectively right and so I like to work with others who who can who, who can embrace that, but also they may identify with this term. And I call them change makers. They have something in them that's that's like that little fire and they just need a little gasoline. So when yeah. we work together, I'm like, I'm going to pour some gasoline on it as we go through this process. And they step into the world also creating change, even, you know, making the world a much better place. So that's what excites me. It, it, it gives me so much energy to be able to work with those who who has something, they just like, I got some in me and I just need some help, like letting it loose. I need some help, like expanding this, this potential I have in a much different way. Yeah. So it's almost like you're a belief re-engineer, you know, instead of a process re-engineer, you're a belief re-engineer. And if you can help them re-engineer their beliefs, they can re-engineer, you know, their, their lives and their purpose. And Mm -hmm. then you can create that, you know, re-engineering of social justice systems. You know, because to me, at the end of the day, social justice is about the systems that are mm-hmm. in. It's not about emotions and feelings. It's about systems that are creating um, inequities and many other, many other more disastrous than just the economic in- inequities, but all the inequities. But it's at the system level. So Absolutely. it's like you're it's, it's like, again, you're going back to the systems and systems, but still fixing yes. the systems. Yes, yes. That's but it's the belief true. system. That's your target. Yeah, absolutely. That is so fascinating. I like that as a brand. You're a belief re-engineer. Yeah, I love that. I never thought of it in that way, but that's that's it. Um, changing out those beliefs. It's it's so important. Um, and it, it gets me thinking about um, 
for many of us to, as we change our beliefs, um, two things happen. Well, one major thing, right? A lot of us are very, we have high self-esteem, right? So we perceive, we have high self-confidence. So we know the value of our ability, but we're still struggling with improving our self-esteem, which is, you know, really perceiving the value of ourselves, how we, you know, the value of ourselves, how the pers- how we think about ourselves and the world around us, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, so it's, it's helping with that aspect as well. It's almost like you're a combination of like this sage warrior person, you know, where it's not just like, we're going to talk about your beliefs, but we're going to take this thing down. Mm-hmm. And when I think about the hero's journey, you know, like the real that real moment, you know, where the the hero fights the big battle. And to me, that big battle is always like what they're most afraid of about themselves. Like it's always that external manifestation of whatever it is, you know. So Luke's biggest fear was Darth Vader and he never became a Jedi until he faced that fear, you know, and he faced that mindset. And I think it's all around that story, you know, like you got to be able to take down that core myth. And you need somebody like you to come alongside you, like all the heroes, none of them went on their own. They had the mentors, they had the allies, they had all these other people who helped them take down, you know, that myth, because I don't think it goes down easily. I I think it's a battle. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's something that you can meme your way through and, you know, just, you know, get enough meditation to take down that kind of myth. It's a, it's a battle. And it seems like you're the person you know, be given your engineering mind, but your warrior self, it's like, I'll be, I'll go into battle with you and we're going to take this thing down. And now we're going to have this fire and now we're going to ignite you. And now you're going to go back and you're going to go change the world. Yes, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Love that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, oh my gosh. I, so first off, well, how do people get a hold of you? How could they find you? And what will they find when they like get on your website. Um, what's your what's your website address, and how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is RoyBellCoaching.com. Um, so they can go there and check out um, all of my my great backstory. Well, I think it's great, but it's interesting backstory, right? You can check out my my backstory and also about um, the coaching that the type of coaching that I that I, that I offer and the process. Um, also, if you go to RoyBellCoaching.com forward slash I actually have a, a, a great or forward slash mental dash detox. There is a mini course that they can sign up for, which I call the five day mini detox. And this is a place just to it's a it's a great starter place to start clearing out some of the the the, the mental clutter and the mental muck um, to, so that we can start now thinking a little bit clear. Um, and so this is a, a free course that I created that they can go sign up for each day. They receive an email with in under 10 minutes. They can go through the email and there's a little exercise at the end that kind of gives them a little tool that they can then take forward with them um, and apply. That's amazing. Okay, let me ask you this question. I got a couple of wrap-up questions. Sure. Um, so if you were going to go back in time to the guy, you know, who was just kind of like in that in-between place when you were losing your job or trying to, and being asked to go to Houston and you couldn't because your kids and you didn't know which way to go, like, what would you tell that younger version of yourself? Mm. I would say everything works out. Don't worry. Everything works out. Um, And just be mindful that you're going to learn some great lessons along the the way. But don't worry. Everything always works out. And that's my motto that I would share with myself in the past. And that's my motto today. Like, 
I wake up happy and joyful and with little stress because I'm like, everything always works out. Why worry? <laughs> oh my gosh. You're just like a different person. I just <laughs> love this so much. It's like, you're just so alive. I love this. Um, is there anything else that you'd want to tell me about your entrepreneurial journey, your healing journey, your spiritual journey? And I just didn't ask you the right question. You know, I, I would say this. Um, we live in a society where doing it yourself has a badge of honor, right? And we we can do it ourselves, but it takes us a long time to maybe go from point A to point B. Um, and don't be afraid to to call on help to to bring in someone to help you co-create the future you want you want to you want to create, right? That is something that that I'm really adamant about. Um, it's one of the things that that I think I've always had that belief, and it's one of the things that led me to you. And it's one of the things I tell other like we can grow so much faster when we grow together. Like, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Um, you're not a you're not a you're not a bother. You're not a, a, a nuisance to someone. People love those who take initiative and ask for help. And, you know, there's people like you and I that like we enjoy doing this for fun and we want to see people like succeed. So, you know, you can go the D DIY route. But why? Why would you when you can do it so much faster and have fun at the same time? <laughs> Absolutely. A whole lot more fun. You know, trying to figure out how to do stuff on your own isn't fun. It's drudgery. And I would probably just add one other thing is every hero has a mentor. None of them go alone. Not one of them go alone. It's not an interesting story of a hero going off into a forest somewhere and just sitting in their own little cabin. You know, they, they do it with others. So it does make things a lot more exciting. Absolutely. So this is amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I like hope we for sure can stay in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks, Betsy. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com. And it's Betsy Jordan with a Y. And you'll learn all about our end-to-end -end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.